0: lights down hello everybody we are coming at you on Tuesday evening May 30th releasing on the 31st and I am in the Emily seat interviewing my good friend elder our church and leader of our international partnerships team Derek del hey welcome
1: hey, oh, hey. thank you for-
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got uh, we're off to a great start thank you for
1: welcoming me <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and Derek I'm really excited to have a conversation with you uh, you preached uh, this past Sunday, and it wasn't just any Sunday at Liberty Collingswood, but for the entire Liberty Communion of Churches, it was Mission Sunday, which I think for the second year in a row, was last year the first? Inter- or
1: this year was the first. So oh. Liberty Collingswood
0: yeah. is
1: a trendsetter. Wow. We started it, huh? and they ran with it.
0: I don't, I. I, I guess they... I, the memory was hazy on it, but you're right. So yeah. take that. Other Liberty churches, we 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 did it first. So now, and Eric is on the international partnerships team. Is that is it really called Liberty Global?
1: I think so. Okay, <laughs> it changes all the time.
0: So the the international missions team for the entire Liberty Community of Churches. Sounds like a like a financial institution, <laughs> but, but also, uh, but if you'd like to donate to that financial yeah. institution, you're, you're welcome to. The missions arm of the Liberty Communion across all of our different churches, and Derek, you're also on that team. You have been from the very beginning, correct? Yes, we
1: start form that in February, March of the pandemic, right in the beginning. Wow. We met online for a little while, and now yep. we meet in person.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. The, so you've been on that team for a while. You lead the similar team. You started it here at, at Liberty Collingswood. And so with International Missions Sunday uh, that we key to the day of Pentecost, which I think it makes a, a ton of sense, uh, that's a Sunday out of the year where we focus very specifically on international missions. Not that we shouldn't focus on international missions at other times, but making sure that there's a strong emphasis. And Derek, I have plenty of bad ideas as a person and a pastor, but I think I had a good idea when four or five weeks ago, when I was planning out sermon texts for the end of May and that sort of thing, I said, hey, why doesn't Derek preach this Sunday? It would make all the sense in the world. You have experience as a missionary in a variety of ways he talked about it. This past Sunday, and so I was like, Derek could do an awesome job with this topic, and this Sunday, and you did. Thank you. You, you. you nailed it. Was was it Was what was the process by which you came to say yes to the ask? Was it just instantaneous, or I have to think about schedule or where my heart is and what? Let's go behind that curtain.
1: Yeah, think about schedule with words of my heart and what does my wife think? Yes, it's it's a tax on the family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I was telling my neighbor, it kind of ruins your weekend. <laughs> you know, it does. <laughs> you preach on a Sunday, you can't go out Saturday night. Yep, yep. So it's, but it's a good thing. Yeah. And the well, and the timing was perfect with Monday being Memorial Day. Yeah. Having that time off.
0: Yeah. How, how tired do you get on a Sunday afternoon after? After preaching,
1: Uh, usually I'm so relaxed that I'm awake. Okay, (laughs) nice. But I had been up a few few hours that night. Okay, not really refining anything, just wrestling with the Lord on some things.
0: Yeah, related to the sermon or otherwise? Related to the sermon. Some of my
1: own disappointments and asking God to help.
0: Yeah, I. That was one of my favorite parts of the sermon when when you went in that direction. Um, so let's let's go deeper from here. Calling it Stormy Monday, Derek. Oh, and it, uh, just let me say real quick, I thought Mission Sunday was great overall. So the scripture reading uh, and it was six different languages mm-hmm. up front. I. That might be top three as far as positive feedback throughout our annual rhythms of, of church. Most positive feedback about that, like very, very top. So a ton of people came up to me afterwards saying we really 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 appreciated the text written in multiple languages before before jumping in yeah. jumping into the sermon.
1: It was awesome. We had five repeats from mm-hmm. last year and right. Jay had texted on saturday asking if he could pre or read in Toluga. right to, yep so. and it came out of the blue and i was thankful because i wasn't sure on one of our non-european languages coming mm-hmm. through and i didn't want us to be european centric yep yeah so it really worked out well we had a great diversity of voices and
0: it was awesome you know. it, it was awesome even, even visually having everybody up there and our, yeah, our brother jay is from india and He's not primarily a Hindi speaker, but uh, t- tell me the name of that language. Tolugo. Okay. Yeah, I've, have, have you seen it written before? No, it's I've weird. never even heard of it okay. before Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, so we had French, German, Modern Greek, Spanish, Spanish
1: Korean, Korean. Tolugo. And Tolugo, and it actually wasn't French; it was Twi, which is the language of Ghana.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, Omari as well. Omari, yes. Yeah,
1: Omari can do French org, Twee. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: It's pretty great. Exciting. Yeah. Yep. And then we prayed for the various missionaries that we support later in the service. So it, yeah. it, it, it just felt felt awesome. I, I hope you were happy with how, how the Sunday went. Um, it was. I, I think it was super encouraging to me, at least, and I think to a lot of other people.
1: Yeah, it was it was a great Sunday. Yep. I hope we can do it again next year.
0: Let's do it again. And and what else can we like start for the Liberty Communion when everybody looks to us or <laughs> <Yes. laughs> for, for 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 new things to do. So here we are, calling it Stormy Monday. Not kidding this time. The topic was and for for me Derek, I, I struggle a little bit sometimes when I'm preaching topically and not you know, exegetically, what's the next passage up in the book of the Bible that I'm preaching from right now. Uh, to marry a topic to a specific text, I usually, 95% of my sermons are the opposite, where <laughs> I just go to the text and see what happens. So, But you were wanting to find something related to international missions, and you came to, as far as I know, uh, not a very common passage related to these themes. First Corinthians 1, 1 to 3. I've I've asked you this already a little bit, but tell us more about how you came to that passage.
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody thinks, oh, missions, let's do Pentecost Sunday. and Acts 2, let's do Psalm 67. Yeah. The nations be glad. Yeah. But this I wanted to see Paul as a missionary Mm -hmm. writing to a church that he had planted. And sharing his love for them. Hmm. You know, and the letter just starts that way. Yeah. And that, that I wanted to hear grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. in multiple languages read.
0: Yeah, it, 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 it was beautiful. And you tied the story, or you tied that text to the story of your friend Awesome with this connection yes. with that. What Bosnian town was?
1: Garage Day. Garage so Day. So think, park your car in a garage and have a good day.
0: <laughs> there we go. Okay, <laughs> so church planted in Garage Day Calling your dad's your dad's home church that was one of the primary mm-hmm. uh, supporters of of that church and so across continents there was a similar greeting was if if that experience hadn't happened to you would you have still done First Corinthians 1? just the probably the do- not the dovetailing was spectacular
1: yeah it, when thinking about a text i uh-huh. kept thinking grace and peace to you and I, I just kept coming back to that in my mind and yeah that's i started looking and i read all the introductions to paul's letters mm-hmm. and i checked out like first john and, yeah. and james and you know and i was leaning towards maybe jude and naming the sermon hey jude oh and ah. i was like ah. i see what you did there <laughs> yes. but then i was like oh no this is this text from yeah. corinthians speaks right about every people, and that really hit.
0: It really does, yeah. And you had the personal connection to you know the greeting and grace and peace and all that stuff too. I, it, it felt a little bit. I've joked with Eric about this. Uh, I think Bill Clinton was the first politician that that started this trend where, and Bill Clinton, for my money, was a spectacular orator. He he could just put a room in the palm of his hand with with his speeches, so and, and, and he was really good at like tugging on the emotions and heartstrings. If you're a fan of his oratory, he's a spectacular pre- uh, speaker of pathos. If you don't like Clinton, he's a manipulative <laughs> SOP or something like that, but um, he, he would tell these like dramatic stories about pain and suffering and overcome with like specific people. And then over and over again, he'd tell this amazing story. And then, then he'd say, And Monica is with us in the room tonight. Stand up, Monica! And everybody turns and she stands up and everybody's clapping and cheering. So it felt a little bit like that where you featured your sermon texts in a really important way in the sermon itself. So very nicely done. So yeah, it was great. And before we take it apart a little bit more, that that passage, whether you're free to speak into whatever was going on saturday night or just more broadly what what were you burdened by as you brought this message to fruition and and delivery what did you really want to get across
1: yeah i wanted people to know that that god is still at work Hmm. internationally yeah and it's it's kind of a downer today it's not a, a high point in christianity but God is still at work and mm-hmm. he's still loving and caring and drawing people to himself. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted people to get a heart for that. Right. People to say, that you know what? You can still pursue God in this way. You could still serve God in this way.
0: Yeah. 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 That came across loud and clear. And I want to get back to what you mentioned and muddying the waters when you mentioned the, the downer question and, and, and that's something that, that i'd love to talk about more so first corinthians 1 1 to 3 let me see if i can call it up on my super note right here
1: you don't have it memorized
0: <laughs> oh it's taking a while <laughs> oh it's not coming on S- sometimes my bible loads slow on my super note okay so
1: paul an apostle of jesus christ okay called, keep going called by the will of god to the church in Corinth, right, sanctified, called to be saints, mm-hmm. with everyone, in all places. Okay. Grace and peace to you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Boom. Uh, it's a little, little off. Yep.
0: Love it. So, so, so you divided up your sermon into three heads. It was the calling community and culmination I, th- mm-hmm. I, th- I thought i thought it worked really well why don't you start by telling us a little bit more about calling
1: oh yeah i wanted to to people to know who was writing to to carth and just mm-hmm. think you know god is still calling still pulling missionaries and leading to leading them to go and to sacrifice mm-hmm. and, and here liberty County, we sent out well we had two go out um yeah. Just this past year. Right. Paul Carey left, and the Kims were home. But then we jumped on board to support them so they could, you know, close that support gap. Yeah. And uh, God is still doing it. Mm -hmm. He's still leading them on. Right. And, uh, yeah, I wanted them to kind of get an idea of Paul was a missionary. And I had, and this is probably later on, but you know, one of the things that you want to mention that you can is Paul actually... um, Justus Gonzalez wrote the story of Christianity. It is mm-hmm. the go-to book on church history. Yeah, he says that Paul didn't plant most of the churches he wrote to. Really? And then I looked in the text, and it actually an yeah. ex, Paul planted the church in Corinth. <laughs> so I couldn't yeah. mention that point. But like, <laughs> hey, Paul! Paul plant, didn't plant most of the churches he went to, but he did plant this one. Right? So, yeah, totally. Yeah.
0: And and it, it was a church, church in a crazy area. Yeah, and so, so you talked about how Paul is called by the will of God to be an apostle in Christ Jesus. And you talked about various ways in which, like you just said, we're, 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 we're called as, as well. And you really skillfully said, hey, not all, like we're not capital A apostles, but there is a call upon each of us to be ambassadors of the kingdom of God in in word and in deed. Uh, had, have you heard... The opinion given, and sometimes this comes from conservative churches, sometimes more progressive churches, but but they'll say that, um, and actually at our seminary, Westminster Seminary, there there are some students. I don't know if any professors, but some students that that believed that the work of missions was to be done. Or not every Christian is a missionary, um, and uh, it's the called credentialed. Ordained people that, that that carry the kingdom forward, and we pray and support them. But it's not for us as individual Christians to view ourselves as having having received a missional call. What's your hmm. What's your take on that?
1: Yeah, I've, I've, it's like a form of hyper Calvinism.
0: Yeah, it's connected. So the TR like super yeah yeah that's S- super reformed
1: I would obviously by the by the text yeah <laughs> by, by the the sermon I preached to you I right. couldn't agree with that um yeah I would say we, we're all called maybe not to go to Bosnia mm-hmm. or overseas but we're all called in every way yeah to reach out and to love our neighbors yeah and to care for them yeah and I think Jesus makes that very evident
0: yes yep yeah, yeah you mentioned the the Great Commission and on down on down the line it's it's for all of us and you told there were a ton of great stories in the sermon derek this may be as good a place as any to tell the story about your holy spirit house <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. and how pretty pretty close to each other right you had this teenage girl that you had no idea who she was on your doorstep needing a rest and then some was it landscapers mm-hmm. that that also So, so you basically have a tent city in your, in your front yard right now, but, but how did you interpret that? How did you and Kelly interpret that as far as calling?
1: Just to to love those that are there. And sometimes it just means giving them a place to rest without, hey kids, get off my dang lawn, Mm -hmm. you know, or what are you doing here? Right. You know, or, yeah, landscapers showed up on a Friday morning and I'm trying to work on a sermon. Yep. And. They have everything but a mower, which is the one thing I need. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, sorry, guys. I would have put you to work Ooh, for a little rent. That's funny. But, uh, yeah. It was just, I talked to Kelly about it, and she's mm-hmm. like, my my questioning is, why do they keep sitting on our lard? Yeah. Like, what is so different about our house? Right. I didn't even cut the grass in two weeks. Mm. Kelly cut it today, by the way. Okay. That's uh, a relief. <laughs> yes. But uh, I was like, why would they come to us? And she's like, like, our house is no different. She said, it's yeah. the Holy Spirit. It is different. Yeah. I was like, they sense some peace here. They sense some stillness. They sense mm-hmm. a place where they can rest. Yeah. And I was like, that's very interesting because it's very passive. Right? Yeah. I'm not aggressively pursuing them. I'm not standing there talking to them mm-hmm. and handing out tracts or pushing on them or, yeah. you know, sharing the gospel very blatant with them. I'm just letting them be. Yeah. And seeing if I can supply a need, I am, but I'm not going to, you know. Right push down their doors and be like hey yeah so god was at work right even in very small ways
0: yeah and i think the there is a, I think a beautiful sensitivity to the spirit on the part of you and kelly to recognize what's going on and treat it as an invitation from jesus to serve and 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 to love people i i also like the very brief anecdote that you told about the pastor who wasn't me that what was it bless my shoes yes that's really great
1: that's about 20 years ago so okay yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah he would pray over his shoes every single morning
0: yeah and like
1: well, god wherever these shoes take me right please help me to be a blessing to your name yep And to speak about who you are to Mm -hmm. whoever I run into. Yeah. Hopefully he's not kicking them down.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I I made a note to myself, maybe I should start doing that or just be more intentional about. Even for me as a pastor, I have such a productivity bent that I just, my goal for the day is I want to get stuff done. Not necessarily be open to blessing as many people as I can. And those are two different two different objectives The with the with the community piece it's also here 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 in the text being sanctified called to the church of god that is in corinth to those sanctified in christ jesus called there's that word again (laughs) called so (coughs) paul is called and the saints in corinth are called together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our lord jesus christ both both their lord and ours tell tell me more derek either going back to the sermon or otherwise about how that together aspect is important and how grace is related to community. Yeah,
1: we're we're all on an equal plane. Mm -hmm. And Paul is saying together, you know, the people in Corinth, despite all that he mentions later in the letter. Yeah, it's a
0: crazy church with a lot of weird stuff going on. And he calls them saints. Yeah,
1: And all the bad stuff that they're doing, he calls them saints, you know. But they are together with Paul. Mm-hmm. They are together with you new know, people in Philippi. They are together with us here. They're yeah. Yeah, everybody together. And God is not differentiating based on culture mm-hmm. or race or even language. Yeah. And God is using his people to bridge those barriers. Yep. To call them together.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I thought that was some really nice repetition when you were talking about thank you, God, that I'm not excluded because of this, I'm not excluded mm-hmm. because of that. And grace really is the, the the equalizer. And you're right. Would there? You can zoom out or zoom in. Would there be a church in America if people hadn't spoken of grace to other people? And God breathes community together, whether like big picture church around the world or here at Liberty Collingswood, yeah. where it was, you know, person to person to person to person to, to person. Reflecting on that, whether with Eric Mitchell's transition back south or our 10th anniversary, where, like, God is doing something amazing just by bringing ordinary, broken, sinful people together Mm -hmm. and reunited in grace, and you can't... I I pray that I'll never get tired of being amazed
1: by that. Yeah. And to think, awesome. And Bosnia will be the, you know, is one of you know millions or billions of christians yeah and it may make him seem small but he's on equal plane with all the rest
0: yeah
1: yeah and it's just a it's a very freeing thing right i don't need to stand over him in judgment i don't need to instruct him i don't need to do all this yep. he is my brother in christ
0: yeah
1: and that's that's awesome
0: right <laughs> no pun intended <laughs> yes the, the, the guy's name is awesome that's great. Is, was was that like a translation thing, just out of curiosity, or, or did he take the English word?
1: It it's spelled A S U M. Okay. So because it's a Muslim culture. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I was tempted to to do a little white lie and take his name out and put it in with another guy whose name is Rambo.
0: I remember you talking about Rambo.
1: <laughs> yeah. Who who was actually I I haven't seen Awesome in years, but Rambo. Last time I was there, mm-hmm. I actually got to have you know a couple of meals with him, which was great. Yeah. But he's also he's a real life person. It's not his real name. Yeah. But
0: yeah, it's crazy. Rambo is a
1: whole lot easier to <laughs> pronounce and explain. Yeah,
0: I I think one of your first sermons that you ever preached at Liberty Collins when you told some of the story of of, of, of Rambo, it, yeah. it was a uh, it was pretty great. And then so so Derek moving from from community to the culmination, it all comes together in Jesus Christ. Say a little bit more about how. As God's covenant promises lead to Jesus, there is a narrowing, but then an expansion in the crucifixion and resurrection of Christ.
1: Yeah. Just like what I mentioned on Sunday, the, mm. the covenants, as they you progress through time, they seem to get more and more narrow, very specific. Right. Until you get to the descendant of the David, and then you really get to Jesus Christ, the mm-hmm. only one who could fulfill them. Yeah. And then Jesus takes it and then blows it up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he he drops the spirit, but he goes, ascends to heaven and the spirit comes down. And boom, the church starts growing and spreading out. Mm -hmm. And God uses the struggles of being occupied in Rome and sending his people out. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really, really neat thing when you think about it. Like very, very specific. Mm -hmm. I'm outside of this. I'm outside of this. I'm outside of this. Now all of a sudden I'm inside.
0: Yeah.
1: And I have no right to be here.
0: Right. Yeah, and, and we're part of that same, that same story, that, that, that same sweep from all of those years ago. Yeah. Pretty staggering to, to, to think about. Good stuff. Uh, I was going to say something else that's slipping my mind. We'll come back to it if I remember it. Let's talk muddying the, muddying the waters a little bit. So as far as engaging different contexts and that sort of thing, One of the things that you spent a good bit of time talking about was, and this goes back to the downer concept, that uh, the reputation of international Christian mission has seen better days. So you spent a lot of time, relatively speaking, in the sermon sort of giving an apologetic for Christian missions, which I think was wisely articulated, including in your choosing to talk about those things. we live in a post-Christian area at Collingswood and surrounding boroughs and I think those are that skepticism towards mission traditional Christian mission around the world is felt not only by skeptical friends and neighbors but I think some of us mm-hmm. have some of those same hesitations so yeah explain how you gave the apologia for for, for missions tell me more
1: Yeah, sure uh, yeah I wanted I didn't want it to be Tit for tat. I didn't want it to be back and forth, seesawing back and forth and saying, well, church missions, you know, Christian missions does this. Mm -hmm. They've done this. They've had hospitals. They've done schools. They've done missions. They've done children's ministries. They've Mm -hmm. saved people out of war. They saved people out of polygamy. They saved people out of all sorts of things. I didn't want it to be that because it's not enough. Right. You know, everybody else can do that too. Yeah. But really, really, what it is, is. It's Christ. Yeah. It's the free grace that we are given. Mm -hmm. And it's the reason to do it. Yeah. And God's going to do it because he loves people. Right. Because he wants to go forth. Yeah. And it doesn't mean the church is not guilty of a lot of of its past sins. I mean, we wouldn't be the church if we weren't guilty of sin. For sure. But at the same time, God is still going to go forward. He's still going to bring people, and he's still going to do it. Yeah. And missions has evolved in a little bit of different ways. Yeah. You know, business as a mission is is the new hot ticket. Mm-hmm. I say new in the last ten years, but yeah, that's it's a way to legitimize people being in country.
0: Right, right. Yeah, I th- I thought you did a great job, Derek, balancing. Hey, this movement has not been perfect over the centuries, and there are things that we need to repent of, but also the answer to sometimes the Christian missionary movement not being perfect or awesome. Is not to stop doing it, but to keep doing it and mm. and do it better and 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 hopefully we are. Yeah, I'd and
1: focus more on the message.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 We um I, I don't know if I've told you this or if I've mentioned this to you before, but I and I think I'm getting the 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 details right. Uh, Emily's parents who grew up in Hong Kong and that that region were and they were both born in the 1930s. They were fourth generation Chinese Christians and th- there, there aren't that many. Uh, in, in the 1930s and 40s, there weren't that many fourth generation Chinese Christians because the international missions didn't get to China until relatively recently and there's been opposition and, and that sort of thing. But they, Emily's mom and dad can trace Salvation working through their family generationally to some of the original Baptist Christian missions movements that went into Uh China the century plus plus before. And so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, or who knows, the the what ifs, I I might not know Emily if, Mm -hmm. (laughs) if, if hundreds of years before that. Christian missionaries went into coastal and then mainline China to, to do some, some really difficult things for the, for the kingdom of God.
1: Yeah, and difficult things. Very yes. difficult.
0: Yeah. Oh, and, and I was going to say, that if, if this is what, uh, Derek, we're, we're about the same age. You know how sometimes <laughs> when you can't think of something, it just comes back around, <laughs> just wait for it. But I was listening to some, I think it was listening to a podcast and not reading recently, talking about best estimates of, the size of the early church at, 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 at different phases. And I think this person, I, I don't remember the exact number, said that at the end of the first century after Christ, the church was not bigger than uh, up to 10,000 maybe, I think is, yeah. is, is my recollection. So more than just a couple hundred, but they wouldn't fill Wells Fargo Center. Uh, the, the they they'd have fill the Wells Fargo Center at this point, uh, mm-hmm. you know, ten thousand give or take. But then by the the next couple of centuries after that, the the flywheel started to get momentum, and you just look at these. Or was it the title of the ancient church history, the spontaneous expansion of the early church, mm-hmm. where just God kept moving, and this really is good news. Uh, Jesus crucified and resurrected. Yeah, uh, which
1: is an excellent book, by the way. I've never read it. Oh uh, man, I, I have it. If you want to borrow, okay?
0: Yeah, no, I, I, I I'd love to see it. I, I don't have a ton of that history down that much. The also speaking of, of downers, is my understanding that there is a decreasing number of. People that are going into international missions and especially long term—is that something that you can confirm or?
1: Yeah, and take case in point, China, or not China, Japan, where the the Kims are currently serving. Uh, Mark had relayed that their pastors Mm -hmm. are aging out, and they don't have a whole lot of young pastors. Hmm. So you had this group of Christian. Christians that became pastors at a certain age, and now that age is starting to grow older and older, uh, and they're seeking retirement, or seeking to get out, of, slow huh. down a little bit, and there's not there's not young people stepping into those roles. Huh. So that's why they're doing like Christ Bible Institute, hmm. you know, trying to raise up new Japanese pastors to be part of what's going on in the country and yeah. fill some of those shoes and right. hopefully expand.
0: Yeah, I I get that. With it Liberty Communion. We're doubling down going into this next ministry year for our residency and intern program. Evan Curry at Liberty Northeast is is leading those programs, doing a really great job. Part of why we're beefing it up is we're realizing that the number of young people that want to go into full time ministry seem, anecdotally, but very decisively, seems to be shrinking. And if we're not actively raising people up, they're not gonna come to us anymore. So even Eric, the story of eric coming to liberty collingswood guy Mm -hmm. in random southern city uh, nothing against knoxville but looking looking online for churches that are in secular urban contexts in the north just emailing information at liberty.org and saying hey i'd be i'm very open and would love to come and Work for one of your churches up there while raising my own support. Like mm-hmm. those, that that's not happening anymore, uh, or, or at least is happening much less frequently. Speaking and before we jumped on, we were talking about Tim Keller for 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 a minute. One of the who passed away recently. I'm gonna record a podcast very soon about how I've appreciated Keller. One of the <clears throat> criticisms that I've heard over the years at different points leveled at Keller, and this is less of a critique of him personally, but some of that Tim Keller urban city center church planting here in the U.S. was that until then there were a lot more young people that wanted to go into international missions, but then with Redeemer and some stories in churches like that city center church planting in the U.S. became like the number one super sexy thing. And I, I have some personal good friends of mine that I went to college with have been long-term missionaries some, somewhere else in the world. And, uh, I've, I've almost had, had arguments with him, uh, good natured, but you know how sometimes people who believe passionately about things, it starts good natured, but all of a <laughs> yes. sudden, wait a second, we're, we're actually like a little heated right now saying that, that, uh, and he, he's also a strident speaker. He, he said, Tim Keller has been horrible for the international mission of the church. And he, he would qualify that more in a non-heated conversation. But upshot being, it is possible that between some of the renewed interest in church planting plus skepticism about the motives and effects of global mission that, that the it is more of a sunset period at least right now, which is something that we have to push against
1: mm-hmm. yeah totally, and maybe Liberty Collins would would have somebody come and serve on our staff from a dinner country, yeah, that would be awesome, you right. know there there are a number of other countries that are really growing and mm-hmm. actually still sending out yeah. you know South Korea being one right um, still growing in that movement,
0: yeah, yeah,
1: and do you re, do you remember from? your early classes at Westminster mm. they would talk about how the church seems to move west. So it started Middle mm-hmm. East. Yep. Kinda <laughs> moved to you know, there's like the Egyptian Coptic. Yep. But then moved into Europe and then mm-hmm. came across the Atlantic and then came to the States and then move out west mm-hmm. here. Yeah. With the Great Awakening and then it kinda jumped over to Asia. Right. And now it's like growing incredibly in korea mm-hmm. and in other countries in that area yeah and it, but what it leaves behind is kind of this trail of slowly dying off yeah and i think that's where we're at
0: yeah and i've, I've heard it said i don't have reason to doubt it that increasingly uh, asian and african christian organizations are sending missionaries to us yes. now <laughs> <laughs> it's a little humbling isn't yeah. it yeah yeah well we 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 need it for sure uh, also with minding the waters derek i just appreciate it i guess we've been talking about this already and in, in different ways um about how we need grace <laughs> there's nothing like it in the world and yeah. and god gives us everything and demands nothing nothing of us i'm, I'm gonna talk about that from a different perspective this sunday when the birth of Isaac and Jacob when they when there are two nations vying against each other in the womb of of Rebekah and then it goes to Malachi Jacob have I loved Esau have I hated which Paul uses in Romans 9 and it's going to be a sermon about (laughs) predestination and (laughs) and election Um, but one of the things that I'm going to try to talk about is yeah people people balk including within the Church of Jesus Christ, there's not a uniform report about election and predestination. But to me, even though there are things that we need to wrestle with there, even the fact that our being brought to Jesus in the first place is a function of God's sovereign will, that makes it grace all the way through. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, I don't want to trust in any aspect of my goodness, including like my good sense to come to Jesus. But instead, yeah. it's grace from first to last, like like, like Paul says.
1: Yeah, 100%. And if I had to trust in myself, I would have messed up for sure. Yeah. yeah. For sure. And if the church had a trust in itself, it would have messed up. Right. You know, and if Christian missions had a trust in itself, yeah. it would have messed up. And it, it has messed up here and there, but by God's grace, he keeps it going. Yeah. Yeah. And he keeps it moving forward. And yeah, it... Thinking of, you know, and when I think of some of the outworkings of that grace, mm. I remember a story. Um, there's a, a family, a couple at Westminster, mm-hmm. they had a young kid at the time. They went to serve in a certain part of West Africa. Um, you can't really say where, but, you know, the, the, the city's name was from where a young Jedi came from. Okay. And um, he would say, if I'm on the field in this, this area, there is a very good chance that if I meet any Christian brother or sister, Mm -hmm. she is not going to be Presbyterian. (laughs) She is not going, or he's not going to be reformed. Right. And he's like, if he is, you know, whatever, Uh Methodist, Baptist, Pentecostal, I will be, I will rejoice to have a Christian brother. Amen. To connect with. Right. Yeah. 100% 100% and thinking man serving overseas like yeah. you get a whole mix of people that come together the, the team in Basia had somebody from England yep. had a family from Poland mm-hmm. and it's just not American missionaries living there yeah. and it's really interesting and then this, you know, people will come in from Sweden and, and all over the world and yeah. like, it's really cool even in Eswatini where Kathy's going uh-huh. there's another team I think they're from South Africa who is going to be translating for them oh interesting huh and it's like that's really cool like here there's a whole multitude of people using different skills. Yep. And God is is working through all of it. Totally. But.
0: Yeah. One, one other apologetic thing and then we can we can move on from, from here, Derek. The I've heard it said about missionaries, long term missionaries, couples that have kids. One of the reservations is, well, if you're either single or don't have kids, it's okay for you to choose to be a long term missionary somewhere but if you do have kids, how can you do that to them? And years and years ago, right when I moved up to this area to begin planting Liberty Collingswood, Joe Marlin, whom you know, was headed to Rwanda as a missionary with his wife, Christy, and their kids. One of the first things that I did at, within, the, within the Liberty Network uh, we're the Holy Trinity. That was his last time <laughs> coming coming from outside. Derek, they're coming for us. They know the, One of my first things that I did, <clears throat> moving into this area again, to be part of the Liberty Network was Joe Marlin's send off party, when he was literally leaving like a couple days, a couple days later. One one quick sidebar about Joe Marlin: Before I had arrived about a month earlier, there was a fundraiser for him to kind of hey, let's get him over the hump or maybe it was earlier than a month ago, but like one last fundraising push to get the Marlins mm-hmm. fully funded. It was at a bowling alley in Northern Liberties. I forget, I think, I forget the name of it. Uh, I, it. I think it's still there. And <clears throat> it was like, you know, beer, pizza, bowling. And the next day, everybody that was at that fundraiser got a stomach bug. And apparently the... I uh, oh, remember the, the story. Yeah, there, there was an infection in the... Contamination in the kitchen, <laughs> and everybody got food poisoning. So it was very memorable. Uh, so, so at this one, there was no food poisoning. It was actually in, it was a banquet somewhere in South Jersey. I forget, I forget where. And uh, no wait, Joe said this on on a Sunday morning when he was heading out. But point being, uh, he said some people ask me how can you bring your young children into a country that's not super stable and they're leaving, I love the language of, you're talking about and Ishmael saying, leaving the abundance of, mm-hmm. of the U.S. to go in a place with food scarcity where, where that's, that's a live concern. Um, how could you do that to your kids? Joe said, I don't think I'm disadvantaging my children by bringing them on an adventure through which I pray that they will see that Jesus Christ crucified and resurrected is the most important thing in the universe and worth pouring out our lives for. Mm-hmm. And I, by going to Rwanda, I hope they see that, and that will be a blessing to them. So just turning the whole idea on its head and saying like, why. Why wouldn't you want to bring your kids on, mm-hmm. uh, on? And you know, there's always prudential, you know, questions and that sort of thing. But 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 bottom line, little Johnny and Sally seeing mom and dad do something really difficult and at cost because Jesus is worth it is its own apologetic in itself, even within a within a family. Despite all the hardships of uh, of being on a mission field,
1: so yeah. and maybe it is the the best way to love your children. Yeah. You know, I, I asked a very similar question probably about 20 years ago when I was in Bosnia for around the first time. Mm-hmm. And the machinery there had three young daughters. One was an infant, and mm-hmm. now they're all up and out of, out of the house. Yeah. But he's like, why would I not want to raise them in a different culture than the U.S.? The U.S. has some advantages, but also has many disadvantages. <laughs> right. And here there's many advantages in Bosnia, but there's also many disadvantages. Mm-hmm. But hopefully they're going to see God at work Yeah. in a fresh way. Right, and in an amazing way, and in a way that may scare them, mm-hmm. but it may also draw him, yeah. draw them to him.
0: Right. Yeah, and I think there's th- this. again is is anecdotal, but one of the things that I can be jealous of here in the states with international missions. It sometimes it sounds like God just does cooler stuff, <laughs> <laughs> in, in 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 these other places, mm-hmm. uh, and, and which knows exactly to what extent it's true when the church is in a difficult more difficult places the holy spirit just shows up and does what what can't be done because there's no other way no other, no other way forward a lot of the time yeah, yeah. And, and you get to see some of those things
1: yeah and I was actually uh, you probably have this later on but like one of the one things i really wanted to point out is international missions is about stories like yeah. there are a ton of stories mm-hmm. i have a ton of stories that i've never even served full time yeah and you're living day in and day out with people and it's completely different when you go short term you don't spend enough time with the people that you're going to to see but yeah. when you go long term you're spending almost too much time you right. know they're more they're showing up on your doorstep yeah they're asking and they're literally begging for food because they're hungry or they're you know, they have needs in this way or that way, whatever yeah. whatever context it's in. Right. But God is at work in a different way. Yeah. And it's amazing. And those stories really carry you. Mm-hmm. And you think, wow, I can remember God at work. You know, it's that Ebenezer, that stone of my help. Yep. You know, God has brought us thus far. Mm-hmm. And he will continue to bring us even further.
0: Yeah. yeah. Amen. Yeah, and and I, I appreciated all the stories that you included on Sunday morning, including the story of Awesome, who was a translator that came to Jesus <laughs> from the uh, first boots on the ground. Unexpected for them. Yeah. You
1: know, you know the was they were you know, target audience. Right. Young families. Yeah. Nope, we got twenty-something singer, singer, uh, single men
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, that are fluent in many languages. Yes. Oh man, that that's great. Well, hey, bar band cover tunes. Uh, I so I I didn't take notes on Sunday morning. I listened to your sermon again today when I was running. Also, didn't take notes, so I'm working from memory. There was a great story about Ed Welch, who is at Westminster Seminary and Christian Counseling and Education Foundation. Mm-hmm. Sanctification. Is, I hadn't heard this from him. It's, it was great. Tyler Mills later on in the service name checked it as well. The the whole idea about sanctification is something like facing Jesus and moving towards him and you mm. discover more need for him so you ask more from him so yeah uh, real quick give me give me that ed
1: welch yeah the context was a counseling conference yep kelly and i went to when we were dating
0: oh i remember when you went to that conference
1: huh. it was at um church as a savior in pennsylvania and he was yep. one of the main speakers and mm-hmm. you know we did this whole thing with his hand motions like yeah. You know, going forward, and he said, "You need to." P- that's what sanctification is. It, it's pointing your face towards Jesus and taking steps forward. Hmm. You can't measure how how far your steps are or how little they are, but as long as you keep moving forward, you're moving. Yeah. And you know, if you're looking at something else,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you're taking a step towards something else. Yep. Not towards Jesus. Hmm. And the more you see yourself in in His light, the more you don't like, and you will ask Him to help you change. Yep. Because we need him to help us change. But the more, the closer you get, the more steps you take, the more joy you have in serving him, and freedom
0: to serve him. Beautiful. Yeah. Ed Welch. Uh. I was gonna call him a wise guy. Uh, A a wise (laughs) man. Yes. (laughs) Maybe he's a wise guy. Fellow elder. Yes, that's right. Within the Liberty Communion, at Old Bridge Community Church. Yeah. That. So. So that was awesome. You mentioned Romans ten. How can how can people believe if they haven't heard the Great Commission Matthew twenty eight? Uh, any other references that you want to repeat for the audience or anything come to mind? You had a lot of Bible.
1: I did have a lot of yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pat myself on the. <laughs> um, no, I mean those are the big things. Yep. Yeah, I, I'm reading through Isaiah right now. i personally on my own, and I'm just hearing so much about the nations. Yeah. And you know it's very evident back then even in Isaiah right and I think I meant maybe it was in my notes I don't know if I mentioned mm-hmm. it on Sunday or not but you know Paul's text in uh, from was it Romans 10 mm-hmm. it, or from Acts about Paul's calling is actually a quote from Isaiah like to the Gentiles right yeah you yeah. yeah. like even back then right as God was seemingly those covenants seemed to be compressing yep. more and more he was still outward looking
0: yeah yeah, I my Bible the annual Bible reading plan just took, took me through Isaiah again, and you're right. It's it's not, it, not only in the second half of Isaiah, but you have you know the nations being gathered together at multiple points throughout the yeah throughout the book. The fifth gospel. It's it's it, 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 it's been called. It's really great. Guitar slim pickings, Derek. I I wanted to ask you, and I said right before we hit record, I said, hey, let's go back to this in the podcast again. I don't know why, but you decided to print out your sermon notes in six point fonts. The, 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 16
1: point fonts. Too... <laughs> <laughs> yes. So what happened? Yeah, I got up there and I couldn't see anything. <laughs> yeah, we are the same age. You know, yeah. Getting older. Yep.
0: I have my glasses now too.
1: It takes us a little more time to remember things. Yep. A little, it takes us a little <laughs> more time to talk about things. But yeah, I. The last, I, last time I preached at Little River uh-huh. Um I did sixteen point font. I got up there and I could see it just fine. Wow! And this time I got up there, Harry Landrum, tell me what I'm doing wrong, <laughs> I, and I couldn't. And I, I don't want to go. I don't want to go to twenty point font because <laughs> eventually it's just going to be a blur. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I had my old man readers hanging off the tip of my nose, and
0: you do what you got to do. Yeah, yeah. I th- I fought that for a few months when it's like I'm just not seeing out as well as I used to but yeah no it it, uh, it, it worked fine maybe Derek a couple of years from now we'll, we'll use like 200 point font and it will take like <laughs> multiple pages to like spell a word yeah or put
1: a hologram on <laughs> the back wall
0: <laughs> it's been done mm-hmm. the I was at a church recently where the preacher was heavily teleprompter and it, it felt a little goofy to me but mm-hmm. who am I like he was perfect, he cast the yeah. first stone.
1: Well, so talking about this on Friday, we Friday night I was sitting out with my neighbors. Mm-hmm. And one neighbor says to me, I was telling him, like, yeah, it, it just kind of ruins your waking. It's a hard thing to just put together words to speak for 30 minutes. And yep. I'm not a straight speaker. I'm a responder. Yep. And you probably tell that from this podcast. Like, I do well at responding, but not at leading and he's like, you could just ask ChatGPT or whatever to write ah. it for you. Just what? It'll write your whole sermon for you. And I'm like, oh, maybe next time. I don't know if the spirit works through that or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I haven't. I haven't done it.
0: I'm gonna have to figure that out. Uh, churches are beginning to use Chat GPT for some communication stuff, like newsletter announcements, social media posts, that, <laughs> that, that sort of thing. It's a, it's a brave, it's a brave new world.
1: Your be- job is being outsourced, Joe. Well
0: the 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 good news is that uh creatures never plagiarize or like use other people's materials. So <laughs> I am sure I'm sure it won't be a problem. But yeah, oh man, life is crazy. Uh any other thing guitar Slim Pickens before we head out there?
1: Um yeah, I was just it was exciting. Yeah. Exciting. I, I really wanted people to see. Yep. God is at work. Amen. To know and uniformity. I I didn't talk about the quote I put in the, um, the worship folder. Did you see the reflection quote in there?
0: Oh, from Tozer.
1: Yeah, oh, yeah. I I completely oh, blew no. over it. But it back huh. to the togetherness. Uh huh. You know the, the the gist of it is is, um, you know, one hundred pianos tuned to the same fork will yep. all play together mm-hmm. uniformly. And just thinking of all our togetherness, like if we're all tuned to Christ, Mm. and that would have fit in well with the sanctification (laughs) part, wouldn't it? (laughs) We're all all tuned to Christ. Yep, We're we're all playing together. And no matter where we are in the world, no matter what our cultural differences Mm -hmm. are, our language differences, you know. Yeah. As long as we're completely tuned to Christ, we're playing together. Hmm.
0: That is great. And we got an opportunity for people to hear about it right right now. Yeah, Derek, thank you so much for taking the time. So uh, I don't have a day job. You have a day job. <laughs> and, and so squeezing in sermon writing around everything else that you're doing vocationally and avocationally. And the I, I'll i close with this. When, when When you speak on mission... And not, not because your delivery is over forceful or anything like that. You, you do speak and you are heard as one who has authority. And, and you, you speak with a seriousness and passion about these things uh, that, that were a blessing to me and to many others this past Sunday. So to, to be continued. Any parting shots?
1: Just looking forward to another time. Thank you very much for listening.
0: Absolutely. Right in post blues at gmail.com. We just have a couple more weeks before post Sunday blues is going to take a summer vacation. So if you have any last thoughts, you have a couple more weeks until then. Derek, do you want to say how was it? It was great. No, wait, no, no, no wait, that's. <laughs> I have no idea. Okay. How was go. it? <laughs> that was amazing. Thanks so much for joining us. This has been. The post Sunday blues are preaching post mortem. Production of Liberty Collingswood. Go ahead, rate, review, and subscribe, and you can find all things Liberty Collingswood at libertycollingswood.org. No more post Sunday blues. Here comes some pre Sunday happy.
1: You don't get nervous before these, right? I don't really know. I get
0: nervous before preaching for sure, but. Uh... Just talking.